You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora, and we're back to talk more Walking Dead, Season 11, Part 2 of 3. We're starting with Episode 13, but we're going to talk 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's begin, though, with Episode 13 called Warlords. And we begin with Aaron and Gabriel being recruited by Aaron's boss, Toby, to take point in an outreach mission with a community in an apartment complex to offer them membership with the Commonwealth. The group's leader, Ian, meets with Aaron, Gabriel, Carlson, and Jesse and believes them to be enemies. Well, that's certainly a way to put it. Uh, yep. He shows the, he shows them his uh, his collection of skulls and mm-hmm. is basically like I'm going to put you on that shelf. <laughs> Though Aaron and Gabriel talk Ian into letting them leave with their lives, Carlson attacks and kills him and many of his people. Carlson has actually been assigned by Lance to wipe out the complex, believing them responsible for an attack on the Commonwealth caravan. Gabriel is reunited with Negan who has joined the complex community and the latter covertly sends a message to Hilltop uh, with the fleeing Jesse Maggie, Lydia and Elijah go to the complex to fight the Commonwealth troops after reuniting with Aaron. So what did you think of episode 13? Oh, I'm so glad to see Negan. Yeah, he did not. He came back quick. Crazy. Isn't right? that crazy that we hated this guy for so long? And now it's like, oh, my God, vegan? Yes. Yay. Look at him. Love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's just surviving in this cult. That's mm. great. <laughs> well, I think he's trying to lay low. Uh, clearly, this leader guy is off his rocker. Like, everybody else right. seems to be saying this dude yeah. is clearly nuts. Yeah, but yeah. you know, at the same time, I, I I saw him there, and I was like, you know what? It does make sense that he's in a cult. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best place to like hide, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, other than Negan being like the highlight of this episode, yeah. um, I'm kind of surprised that we have not seen this Carlson guy. He was the a first time. really interesting character, I thought. Right? And he seems like to be the like the right hand of Lance. Yeah. But this is the first time we're seeing him. Mm-hmm. It's really Which, interesting. Yeah. He uh, is... Like, when we were introduced to him, he is sort of this community organizer for the Commonwealth. Right. He appears to his job seems to be, you know, 
inter- introducing the idea of the Commonwealth to these outside groups and to try to, I guess, recruit them in or whatever, right. uh, almost like a missionary sort of. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he is that, but it's not what he used to do in the right. previous world. This Carlson fella, Toby was a, a CIA guy or something. He was, um, but he was, I can't remember if it was CIA or uh, FBI. It was one of those organizations. Mm-hmm. And he made people disappear for them, Aurora. Yeah. yeah. And clearly, this sort of life is something he wanted to leave behind. Mm-hmm. In a weird way. Like, he's full gone by the end of episode 14. I mean, he's kind of gone now by the end of this episode, but we see how torn he is. Like there's a side of him that there's a switch that he does not want to flip. And Lance is like, look, man, you got to do it. And he's like, look, I love doing this community outreach thing. I was uh, more or less to paraphrase. I didn't have to kill anybody and I made people's lives better. I'm happy. It makes them happy. And Lance is basically like, yeah, and you're going to lose all of that if you don't do this job for me. So he had him over a barrel. And when Toby flips this switch and he is like, make you disappear CIA guy, he goes crazy. Yeah. Especially, especially with this Ian guy. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as he kills him, like he's shit talking him. You know, oh, you were talking so much just a second ago. Why why are you so quiet, Ian? Kicking him, kick, like kicking his corpse. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a psychopath. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, there's a spot on the top of the shelf for you. <laughs> like, you can go right on the top shelf, Ian. Yeah. He's just lost it. And Aaron, yeah. Aaron is like jaw is on the floor. He's like, what? What happened? So I love that that yeah. they get to that before all this happens. They get to this uh, compound mm-hmm. and they're asked to give all their weapons away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Aaron is like, I cannot take my arm out. <laughs> like, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot remove my arm. He literally says, "Oh, it's a pain in the ass to it's take this thing off." <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking around this compound with an arm that's a maze, metal maze. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome and but the people at the gate were just like yeah okay whatever yeah yeah they, they get it yeah yeah it's fine man <laughs> you know we we know you won't use it and he doesn't really so yeah and that's i think this is why i've got kind of shocked in this episode because mm-hmm. i feel like when they go in the compound yeah. it feels very heavily guarded yeah like there's a lot of people with guns it seems very like the, the security is is high, mm-hmm. and then they can get in this the leader's office and just kill them, yeah. kill the, the leader, kill the people that are protecting the leader, mm-hmm. and then take over the compound so easily. Yeah, and I was like, what? How? Did- <laughs> <laughs> it was what? a ruse, Aurora. Like, and they they, were, they didn't have their guns. Mm-hmm. Like so, I don't I don't know. I was like, maybe. Maybe allowing Aaron into the complex with his mace arm is I, just a hint of the the cr- the various cracks 
in this uh, in this complex security system. Uh, maybe yep. there are more. Maybe there are more cracks than we realize. Yep. Because this dude yep. just took over real quick. Like the yep. so we've we get this bit too at the at the very beginning of the episode where it's Elijah and Lydia are going to be. Well, it's Lydia is going to be leaving to hang out at the mm-hmm. Commonwealth for a while to give it a try. And Elijah, this this boy, clearly has a thing for Lydia mm-hmm. and the uh, his friend guarding the gate with him. I, I look, I've got to take. I've got to take a little bit of umbrage here with this episode, Aurora. Uh, okay. This episode does exist in the year 2022. Like this is when the episode was released and it was probably filmed in. 2021 somewhere in there and Mm -hmm. so i get it to a degree but this world the world that these people came from or were born into it stopped being our world you know a decade ago a decade ago plus but yet somehow it seems in this alternate reality aurora the phrase shoot your shot uh, somehow also just, it, it, it happened. Held it held through. Yeah. Yeah. It somehow made it into the zombie apocalypse. It just became a thing that somebody said, uh, yeah. because that's what this guy, he looks over at Elijah and he's like, shoot your shot, bro. So Elijah, Elijah, you know, wants to, uh, accompany Lydia on her trip. Mm-hmm. And then they run into Maggie and she's like, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to do this. And that's when they run into uh, Jesse. Um, all this stuff happens. And then they run into Aaron. And then we, uh, they, there's this whole question of, because a lot of this is a flashback, right? And then the episode kind of I catches did, yeah. up to itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they wonder who gave Jesse the message. And then we get a like another tinier flashback. And it's Negan and this woman who we learn a lot more about in the next episode. Right, right. They go back to this complex and help Aaron and um, Gabriel. They help them escape the clutches of Toby and the Commonwealth Army. So, yes, there is all of that stuff going on. So much more happens. I, I like. I thought. I thought episode thirteen was a good episode, but the stuff was, that we get yeah. in episode fourteen builds on it so much more. I can't wait to talk mm-hmm. about it. Any final thoughts for episode thirteen, Aurora? And what would you give it? Um, I, I'm just gonna say I, I'm kind of enjoying the direction that this show is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like this, uh, you know, division between our group and the Commonwealth and seeing them realize things and yeah working together as a team i i'm, I'm enjoying it so mm-hmm. um i gave this episode a four ah i gave this a three and three quarters all right i'm dabbling in those yeah, quarters negan, negan negan took it to a four but you said uh, yeah <laughs> well he really helped out in the next episode then too yes. so season 11 then episode 14 the rotten core and the bulk of this episode takes place within the apartment complex. And basically what happens is all of our friends regroup, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Maggie and Lydia and Elijah and Aaron and Gabriel and Negan, all of these people, they all intersect. And Negan informs them that this is where he lives now. This is his place. And I'm wondering how much time exactly has passed. I think we talked about it before. Um, They sort of hinted at time having passed. I need to know because he's married. He's married. The The woman that he is with, they are married and And she's pregnant. Yes. (laughs) 12 weeks. 12 weeks. 12 weeks at least. At least 12 weeks. And she said, oh, maybe that can help us because she said 12 weeks at least and he's his. Yes. He has passed at least 12 weeks. (laughs) Yes. Well, because she has this moment. um, He, like Negan, stays behind with the group. And the way this lady is talking, Maggie, like her ears are perked up because this lady's talking like they need somebody they can trust to protect them. And she's like, this guy. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could remember her name. I'm sure they said it, but I don't remember it now. I don't remember it. And I'm just going to call her Negan's wife, Mrs. Negan. And (laughs) (laughs) Maggie and Mrs. Negan have this conversation where... She makes it clear to Maggie, like, I know who this guy is. I know what he's done. He's told me everything. And she's like, you're still with him? And she makes a very salient point about living in the zombie apocalypse, something that's been brought up many times, honestly. But sometimes I think people maybe need a reminder. She's like, yeah, he did horrible things. I've done horrible things to survive. Sometimes horrible things have been done to me. Sometimes I'm the one doing them, but my hands aren't clean. And all we can try to do is be a better person than we were the the day before, which is honestly both true. Like, yeah. yes, and kind of a beautiful sentiment in this zombie show. Yes. yes. It really made Maggie think twice. Anyway, they're kind of sweeping the floors for this place, trying to they they question Everybody, like, hey, did you rob this caravan of the Commonwealth? Did you steal their arms? And they're like, no, we did not take their guns or any of that shit. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm sorry, but we didn't. And they're not entirely sure if they're going to believe them or not. But regardless, there are a lot of innocents here, and they're all going to die if they don't wipe out these Commonwealth dudes. So... They're going around doing that. Meanwhile, uh, Negan, keeping an eye over the group, uh, sees that the Commonwealth soldiers have captured somebody, and it's Maggie's son, who has, I guess, stowed away in her car. You know how kids are. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. So you got a lot to look forward to, Aurora. Uh, all, my kids have stowed away. They haven't, by the way. Uh, kids don't do this. Maybe it's only a zombie apocalypse thing, but uh, her kids stowed away. And Negan goes and rescues him, which is the first of many uh, like heart-skipping-a-beat moments, yeah. realizing how far we've come from the first time we met Negan so crazy but he saves him and Mm -hmm. gets on the radio and tells his wife about maggie's son being here and maggie is like what 
so she, uh, honestly, I thought she would be more angry, but she was yeah. like, she she was more like a. I don't know. I I thought her reaction was going to be more intense. Yeah. Oh, well, she wanted to go back to him, but yeah. she didn't. Uh, Negan was like, "Look, no, no, no. He's he's safe. Uh, saved saved his life and all that stuff." And then we get this. We get this moment between um, little Glenn and. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember little Glenn. Herschel. Name. It's Herschel. That's right yeah. after her father, of <laughs> yes. course. Um, we get this moment with little Herschel and Negan where this kid is putting two and two together that his mom doesn't want him to be around this guy. Negan confesses that he used to be a bad guy. And this kid is like, my mom said a bad guy killed my dad is that mm-hmm. you and negan said yep he just told him this kid also has a gun and he's very shakily holding it and pointing it at negan and negan gets down like he sits down to be on this little kid's eye level who's also holding a gun yep and says that he doesn't blame him for what he's doing right now. Maybe he even deserves to die for what he did. But if he does it right now, all the other bad guys in the building are going to hear it and they're going to know where they are. And maybe he deserves to die for what he did, but none of these other people do. And Herschel very slowly lowers the gun and he is off uh, to be upset. Uh, In the... uh, on the other plot of this episode, uh, we have that guy whose name I refuse to remember because he's that annoying shithead kid of the president. Oh, yeah. And he needs money, Aurora. So but he's taken. Why? A- <laughs> I'm so uh, I'm so annoyed by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his well, according to him, quote, his his bitch of a mother has. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he frozen. Said yes. That bit, <laughs> bitch of my mother. Uh, froze his credit <laughs> line, sucks. and he needs he needs some cash to, uh, to continue to live his lifestyle. What a prick! What and a prick! Is the walk? Is the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. What are you talking about? Your lifestyle? I don't want to see him get shot. I need to see him <laughs> get torn apart by zombies. Like he yeah, needs I, to be yeah. out in the real world. Yes. Yes. This is what we need. Yes. Anyway, he's out there with some soldiers, and two of them are Daryl and Rosita. And he's like, look, these guys, these other guys, they can shoot their way through there. But there's, he basically takes them to this house. And the house is surrounded. There's a swarm of walkers. It's practically a herd. There's a just a ton of mm-hmm. them. And he's like, there's no way to mow through them with guns or whatever. And he's like, look, these other guys that came with you. That's all they're good for. But you two, you would know how to get in and out of that place. And I need you to go in there because there. I had a friend who lived there. His dad was the head of some bank and he has mm-hmm. a safe room in there. And in one and in that safe room is a safe. There's a ton of cash in it. Just go get it and bring it back. Here's the, the code, all this stuff. And Daryl's like, fuck you, dude. Like, we're not going to yeah. do this. 
Totally he, acceptable response. Yes. Yeah, yep. He then goes to eh, hint at threatening their kids, but yep. he, when it becomes clear that Daryl's going to murder him on the spot, he's like, I'm not going to hurt your kids. I'm just saying, you do this for me, I can make their lives better. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And the soldiers are like, or you can not come home to them or whatever, essentially threatening to kill them. So they're like, fuck, fine. We'll cover ourselves in zombie guts. We'll go into this place. They, When they do, they find out they are not the first group that was sent in here to retrieve this. In fact, there is a woman from the previous group of 12 who's the only survivor, and she is stuck in the safe room because the generators turned off and she could not open the door. So Daryl goes down to the basement and turns on the generator. And of course, when he does this, there appears to have been, I don't know, a half dozen walkers down there hidden, Mm -hmm. hidden somewhere, making no noise (laughs) until the generator turned on. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) ah, I guess they're unnoticeable prior to that. And all of Daryl's walking around didn't wake them. None of that. And it's dark. It's dark. Yeah, I guess it's dark. Yeah, they can't see. And he, he kills them. Obviously, they go back up, they open the door, they get the money out, and then uh, when all seems like hopeless because an alarm goes off and it brings in a bunch of walkers, they hear a lot of gunfire, and it's Carol and Mercer who have sort of come to the rescue, and she's who, like... Who best? I, like, right? I, 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 I mean, can't. someone is going to come to rescue me is Carol and Mercer? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's not, yeah, <laughs> there can be way worse rescue crews. And she was just like, hey, I got worried when you didn't show up for lunch yeah, today. Yeah, so casual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, uh, they try to cover themselves and walk their way out, but something like this always goes wrong. And of course it goes wrong. So they've got to kill their way out, but eventually they mm-hmm. do. And Mercer agrees to smuggle in the money because they won't, check his bags, I guess, when he go when he goes in. And yeah, they pay this jerk off. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, you get a you get a few bucks too. i uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a good yeah, guy. Yeah, and then he says, Oh, I'm so glad we're friends again. I'm like, what made you what gave you that impression? <laughs> uh yeah. Best friends with Daryl. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh so yeah, uh we we get that and um Back at the apartment, we have this moment where Maggie and Mrs. Negan finally get back after uh, everybody. They they find Toby, right? They corner him and Aaron shoots him a bunch of times and he goes flying off the building uh, the way that he killed a bunch of the uh, apartment complex Mm -hmm. uh, residents. And then he gets torn apart by zombies. So that's a shame. And... <laughs> then uh, there's this another moment with Herschel and Negan where he's like, look, little guy, I know we have uh, like things need to be settled here. But first, why don't you go back with your mom and do your thing? And when you get a little bit older, come find me and we'll settle it. Um, which almost sounds like. Negan essentially giving him permission to like, come and find me and you can, you can shoot me then if you want to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Or you can take it much more darkly and be like, we'll have a fight to the death. And if I kick your ass, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But uh, this kid, Herschel, is very quiet, even when Maggie asks him, you know, what what was he saying to you? So, yeah, uh, there is that. And then it is determined that nobody in this complex has the caravan's weapons. And then they wonder who, in fact, did take them mm-hmm. and then we get our final flashback to right after the caravan was raided and it in fact was Leah. Mm-hmm. She is the one who raided the the caravan and took the weapons and probably has a score to settle with Maggie and Daryl. So yeah. what did you think of episode 14 Aurora? I mean my favorite part of this episode was ne- the Negan uh, situation with Herschel. So good. Um, because I feel like I'm not saying that what Negan like what Negan did was terrible. He did horrible things. Absolutely. Uh, but at the same time, if you look at every single character in this show, everybody has done horrible things. Oh. Every single person. Oh yeah. Uh, including Maggie. Like yeah. Maggie has if we look at what Maggie did to the to Leah's group, like that that was terrible too, and Le- not, you know what Ma- the resentment that Maggie has towards Negan is the resentment that Leah has towards Maggie, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I feel like giving Negan this storyline of redemption and him like realizing what he did wrong and trying to like right his wrongs and be the better person. Yeah. Um, I feel like I like it. I. But I, I feel like Maggie still is so closed off. Yes. To, I'm not saying that she has to forgive him, but you know, this be open to the fact that you you you're not a saint. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know. I mean, um, she's just looking at this from the perspective of. I think she's looking at it from the perspective of I've never killed someone's father or whatever but in fact she that, has undoubtedly yeah, that she knows of that she probably has she doesn't yeah. know she's right? un- undoubtedly she's killed uh well i yeah. mean everybody is somebody's son or daughter or brother yeah. or whatever but undoubtedly in all of the horrible things she's done she's done this to somebody else and yeah. you know it's it's one of those it's a really interesting psychological thing because yeah it's it's like <laughs> all of the killing has become so normalized in this world. Exactly. When yes. it happens to you, it's still very personal. But when right. you do it to other people, it's more detached. Right. Um, right. So that's and, really interesting. But yeah. And there, there was a moment where I don't know, maybe it was just me seeing things. Uh, but I, it felt to me when Maggie is hiding with uh, Megan's new wife. Yeah. And she eats the ginger, and that's where it comes out that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in Maggie's face expression yeah. that it made me think that she thought about killing her. Mm-hmm. But then that's when they find out that little Herschel is there. Yeah. Um, so that that kind of like saved the moment. But mm. I, I feel like Maggie still has that revenge mentality. 
Yeah. And knowing that this woman is pregnant and has, you know, is Negan's son, that would be like the ultimate revenge for her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe maybe I was saying things, but it, it just felt like she thought about that in a moment to, you know, kill this woman. Yeah. To get revenge. Yeah. Which is terrible. No, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong that she might see... Uh, you know, a moment in there to take away, you know, the thing that, um, you know, to and, take- and Negan, Negan looks, uh, sounded concerned too, because before she reveals that she's pregnant, she's talking to Negan and, and Maggie's listening in. Yeah. And Negan is like, are you still with Maggie? And she's like, yes. And she's like, he's like, just be careful. Like he knows, you know, my, my pregnant wife is this with this other woman that hates me. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So you're you're in danger. Um, so he so <laughs> yeah. he knows he knows, and I think that seeing little Herschel also helped him feel better because yes. now I have something that's you know yours. So yeah. you protect my my wife, I protect your son, mm-hmm. and we we'll be good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ah. Yeah. So what would you give episode fourteen? <sighs> I'm I gave this episode a. F- four and a half oh okay i really liked it i liked the negan situation i liked everything that happened with their own rosita um and i really like that mercer is siding with our group yes i i think as as you would expect he he came off as a at first scary guy but right then then a pretty quality decent person so yes he he knows what's up here yeah. Um, especially when he was like, hey, wait a minute, like how many people were in this group of yours? And it seems like he he's picking up on a lot of things here that yeah. are should be like, going I, through him, but aren't um, like, I, I cannot believe that this prick <laughs> sent almost 40 people to yeah. get money. Yes. To, well, to continue living his lifestyle. During the zombie apocalypse, like people are dying so you yeah. can get money? Yeah. What, what a jerk. You know, because oh his God. mom uh, cut off his allowance or whatever the fuck. Oh my gosh. What a jerk. Uh, well, can't oh wait for him gosh. to get it. Um, <laughs> anyway, Aurora, I also gave this episode a four and a half. I thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, anytime you really want to get to me, just add some layers to this Negan, Maggie, Glenn, Herschel thing, because I, I I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for long-term storytelling. This has been going on for a very long time Mm -hmm. and, oh, everything just works so well. I love it. Just give me more of that. Put it into my veins, please. (laughs) So yeah, four and a half. This is a great episode. And I think there are two episodes left in part B of season 11. Uh, It looks like there's going to be an episode airing on April 3rd and then another episode airing on April 10th and then a break until uh, whenever season 11 part C happens. Uh, I feel like we're talking about Medicaid plans, Aurora, uh, <laughs> or Medicare plans. Uh, okay, 
So, everybody, that is the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. Thank you for all of your support over the years. And if you'd like to continue to support, there are a couple of different ways you can do that. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have our merch store, geeklymerch.com, and the links for those can be found on the website or in the show notes for this episode. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible as well. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead, hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about more Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 15, called trust. <laughs>